Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the most popular sports radio platform ever invented. We call it Free For All Friday. What does it mean? Well, Monday through Thursday, since we went syndicated and statewide more than a decade ago, you get a lot of busy signals. You get a lot of long wait times when you want to participate, and we tend to have a lot of guests, so there aren't as many chances to jump in from wherever you may be across North Carolina or even beyond. We created Free For All Friday to change that at least once a week, and that means more time for your calls. That means we follow your lead instead of you following ours. We will have Jordan Rodrigue on the NFL Combine, and perhaps 11 years of labor peace, 2,000-plus NFL players voting as we speak on a proposal from NFL owners on a new collective bargaining agreement. Some guys from our backyard are making waves in Indianapolis as they chase their NFL dreams. We have a lot of college basketball to get to. It is the final weekend of the regular season for some teams we follow. It is the next to last regular season weekend for everybody else. It is still February on the calendar, but the March Madness themes are underway. Will the real Duke please stand up? These Blue Devils have beaten number one Kansas this year. They beat Michigan State. They beat Florida State, the current first place team in the ACC. They went to Syracuse and beat the Orange there. Those same Blue Devils, in a recent seven-day span, lost by 22 at unranked NC State and by 12 at unranked Wake Forest. Will the real Duke please stand up? They actually still have a chance at a regular season championship in the ACC or number one seed that goes with it. They also have a chance of falling all the way to fourth in the ACC because the fourth place team that's just a little bit behind them, UVA, hosts the Blue Devils in Charlottesville with Mike Krzyzewski decrying the Blue Devils looking young and not playing old enough for his liking. The one place you don't want to go to find yourself is Charlottesville, Virginia, where UVA, the year after its national championship, first ever for that school, our good friend Tony Bennett got that done with the Wahoos. The hardest place to find yourself in ACC country is probably when you go to UVA, which still plays some of the best defense you'll find in college basketball. That is the assignment. The Cavaliers and the Blue Devils, of course, know they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. Louisville and Florida State know that as well. NC State still trying to get there. Others clinging to more long shot dreams around the ACC and otherwise. Pitt visits NC State with the Wolfpack squarely on the bubble. We have had Joe Lenardi of ESPN and Jerry Palm of CBS on our show, two of the leading bracketologists and two of the long-in-the-tooth experienced guys in that particular field. As we speak earlier today, Joe Lenardi put up his new bracket. Guess who's still in? The Wolfpack, one of the last teams on the right side of the bubble. Jerry Palm posted his new bracket today. Guess who's not in? The Wolfpack on the wrong side of the bubble. Those are two of the best in that business. That kind of symbolizes that the Wolfpack is still hanging in the balance. Pack hosting Pitt tomorrow, ACC Network noon game. They post Wake Forest the following weekend. 
should beat two lesser opponents at PNC Arena. In between, they go to Duke. Certainly, if you can sweep the Blue Devils, you are punching your ticket to the big dance. But we all know that is going to be a brutally hard task at Cameron. If the Wolfpack can beat Pitt and Wake both at home, I still think they'll head to Greensboro feeling great about their NCAA tournament chances. Meanwhile, Carolina... Last place Carolina goes to Syracuse tomorrow afternoon. Notre Dame goes to Wake Forest. The Deacons of Danny Manning, remember, still have a losing record, but they do have recent wins over both the rival Tar Heels and the rival Blue Devils. Florida State is seeking its first ACC regular season title in 18 years under Leonard Hamilton. They are in the driver's seat and have a number six national ranking as they head to Clemson this weekend. A lot of college basketball nationally, by the way. You've got Big East games of significance, Big Ten games of significance. Michigan is at Ohio State, for example. Michigan State is at a top 10 Maryland team that right now is in the driver's seat for the Big Ten regular season title. Did you know that out of all the Division I men's basketball teams and programs we have in our great state, I call us the center of the college basketball universe because so many of our teams win so many conference titles and often even national championships. We're down to only three in-state teams that have any chance at a regular season title. I mean, it's late, so if you're not in first or really close, it's too late, right? A week to go for some leagues like the ACC, a week and a half, and only a couple days left for some of the other conferences. It is Duke trailing Florida State by a little in the ACC, and the only others that have a shot at a regular season title, North Carolina Central University and North Carolina A&T. They are the top two teams in the MEAC. They play each other head-to-head -head in Durham next week. The Aggies beat the Eagles in Greensboro earlier this year. The return match, of course, will be in Durham. But that's, that's next week, Thursday, I believe. A lot of college basketball to get to this weekend. A lot of NFL to get to. Chris Spatola of ESPN will be our guest on College Hoops. Jordan Rodrigue live from Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Longtime listeners know that if you want to be first, and as we say on Fridays, you steer our ship. I have a lot on college hoops. I have a lot on the NFL. But longtime listeners know that as much as I've brought a bunch to the table, XFL, a little baseball, a little NBA, a little Hurricanes, and NHL, believe it or not, if you're a soccer fan, this is a really big weekend for you nationally and internationally. The PGA guys are in Florida. The NASCAR boys are in California. There's even a big college baseball tournament in our backyard that is worthy of your consideration if you're looking for something to do beyond those things you might be watching in the sports world. Longtime listeners know to jump in early. It can be a question. It can be a comment. It can be a complaint. Our only rules on Free For All Friday are that your topic has something to do with either this statewide syndicated radio show or the sports world or both. Don't stray too far from those paths. Almost anything out there fits one or both of those descriptions, but you know there are some limitations on such things. It is sports radio after all. 1-800-849-2761. The first who dial that will be first up on the other side. Darren Vaught is the producer of this program when he's not busy with USA Baseball or High Point Basketball or ESPN3 or his many, many other responsibilities. We're still number one on that list, right? I mean, you're a son, you're a brother, you're a guy, you know, you're somebody's something out there. So you got a lot of commitments <laughs> way beyond the David Glenn show. We still like 
1A or 1B, 1C? Or yeah, at still... the very least, 1A. Okay, 1A, I can live with that. <laughs> Intern Will represents William Peace University and will be the first voice you hear when you want to be first up and steer our ship. You pick the topics four days a week. You can blame us if we're talking about something that does not interest you. One day a week, you got to blame your fellow listeners, man. I open up the airwaves for you, the sports fans of North Carolina. Questions, comments, and complaints are all fair game. We had a little bit of a lot of things. J-Lo and Shakira and their halftime performance made an appearance on a question of the day earlier this week. Jordan Rodrigue on the NFL, Chris Patola on college hoops. Intern Will is answering the phones and taking care of all sorts of other business for us. Shout out as well to Ben Byram. He is our special guest in studio. In his day job, he is the producer for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game, which is one of our great affiliates across North Carolina. As you might guess, right there in the ECU, Greater Greenville community. Good to have Ben with us today as well. You can be next by dialing 1-800-849-2761. Will the real Duke stand up in college basketball? What do you expect from the pack against Pitt? What do you expect from the Heels now that they've won a game after that long losing streak? as they head to Syracuse to take on Jim Beheim and the Orange. Where do the Canes go from here with their new-look lineup after the trade deadline? Some strange and difficult injuries to deal with, but also the arrival of some new faces that might provide a lift as they're outside the playoff picture barely right now. But one more home game. I will see you at PNC tonight as the Canes host the Colorado Avalanche. They are on the road for the next two weeks after tonight, so get there if you can. I have a special guest myself. It is Brian Hall from ESPN Asheville, also co-host of the Sports Freaks, one of the most popular sports radio shows in Western North Carolina. Brian is going to be my guest at the Canes game tonight. Look forward to seeing him and catching dinner before the game a little bit later today. One of the world's greatest swimmers and Olympians just got an eight-year ban, an eight-year ban. That could be end of your career in that sport for violating anti-doping rules. More on that. If you're like me, you root for cheaters and pathological liars to be held accountable, whether they're athletes or politicians or in any other context. That just happened earlier today in the sports world with Sun Yang of China, three-time Olympic champion. He's going to miss not only the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, assuming they happen without complication. Uh, he just got an eight-year ban earlier today after charges were brought by the World Anti-Doping Agency. I'm glad when liars and cheaters get busted and caught and penalized that way. Maybe you are too. 1-800-849-2761. XFL attendance is up. XFL TV ratings are down. And yet Vince McMahon's rebooted league has more good news than bad. That's among the other things beyond college hoops and the NFL and the NBA and the NHL on my radar. And the quick shout out for college baseball. Most of you know the late legendary coach Keith LeClaire, great baseball coach at ECU for many years before dying from ALS. Cliff Godwin's ECU Pirates, who are in the national top 10 in some of the rankings, really good baseball team again. This weekend, and I mean it's actually already underway, goes today, tomorrow, and Sunday, the 17th annual Keith LeClaire Classic, which, as you might guess, raises funds in the battle against ALS, is underway. ECU is taking on Indiana this afternoon. They also get a top 25 versus top 25 matchup. If you only saw one of the, I think it's six games, 
catch top 25 Ole Miss of the SEC against top 25 ECU of the AAC. That's one of the matchups tomorrow in the 17th annual Keith LeClaire Classic. I've got a whole bunch I've brought to the table. We are following your lead, though. You want to be next? Here's how. 1-800-849-2761. That's how you steer the ship on Free For All Friday on the David Glenn Show. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We are following your lead. We are taking your calls. Gary wants to get things rolling on college basketball. Others, the NFL, the NBA. Did you know that the Houston Astros are leading spring training in Major League Baseball in hit batsmen? That was kind of predictable. Not all of them looked intentional, by the way. But the Astros players are being hit by pitches more than those of any other team. Members of Congress just sent a letter to the Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday asking that Kurt Flood be enshrined for his stance on free agency 50 years ago. The NBA headliners include Zion Williamson and Jason Tatum, formerly of Duke in both cases, Kobe White, formerly of North Carolina, Chris Paul, formerly of Wake Forest, and the NBA, like college basketball, like the NFL Combine, like the XFL's Week 4 action, and even the Keith LeClaire Classic down in Greenville, for that matter, offers something for your consideration. As we welcome your questions, comments, and complaints, you are steering our ship, you are picking the topics and asking questions or filing your complaints or offering your prognostications heading into a weekend where Duke at UVA, Florida State at Clemson, Pitt at, at Pitt at State, Carolina at Syracuse, and Notre Dame at Wake Forest are among the matchups in our backyard. Shout out to Bob McKillop and Davidson, by the way. They get a shot tonight at the number four team in the nation. It's a good Davidson team, not a vintage Steph Curry-type Davidson team. But Dayton, leader of the A-10, they haven't even lost a game in that league so far, and it's almost the end of the season. 26-2 are the Flyers, 15-0 in Atlantic 10 action. Tonight at 7 on ESPN2, Bob, McKill Bob McKillop and the Wildcats get a shot at number 4 Dayton. Mark Prosser, another shout-out. Resurgent Western Carolina visits East Tennessee State. Why do I mention that beyond the ACC? Well, ETSU is having such a good year in the Southern Conference that they may, may be a really good candidate for an at-large bid if they don't get the automatic bid that, of course, goes to the winner of the Southern Conference tournament. UNC Greensboro and Furman are two of the other best teams in that league, but the Catamounts under Mark Prosser, son of Skip, get a spotlight game this weekend as well. Beyond the bigger games in the Big Ten and the Big 12 and the ACC, you can be next with your question or comment by dialing 1-800-849-2761. Since everybody else is allowed to exercise their free-for-all Friday freedoms, Darren, I think it's okay if I take a moment to thank personally what we have often described as the smartest audience in sports radio. Now, we should say thank you every day. Frankly, you don't last 20-plus years as a sports radio host if you don't have enough listeners, and you don't get a syndicated statewide platform that's unprecedented in our state unless you have a whole lot of people helping you along the way. 
and occasionally we jokingly talk about having the smartest audience in sports radio. There are actually some demographics that back up who you folks are and what you buy and how old you are and how much money you make and all that kind of stuff. Probably very high IQs out there as well. But as we turn most of this show over to you and look forward to Jordan Rodriguez on the NFL and Chris Spatola on of ESPN on college basketball, did you see the percentage response to a poll question involving, Darren, the coronavirus? I know, I know that's exactly not a sports topic, but about, I just yeah. have to throw this in because it makes me appreciate smart people more when I hear things like this. There is no way that our audience would have voted the way this polling polled audience voted. The question was this, true or false, you will not buy Corona beer under any circumstances because of the coronavirus. 38% of Americans said yes to that. Now, I'm assuming some have a sense of humor, right? And maybe they're just joshing with the pollsters. 38, don't tell me that more than one in three Americans really believe that the coronavirus has something to do with corona beer please don't tell me that that's true i'm also hoping there are that enough americans battling depression <laughs> without them having to hear that more than one third of americans are that ignorant and that uneducated i'm also hoping that there's a a, a chunk of that percentage that just won't buy corona Either way, and interpreted it that way, and said that you, you know it's true. I will not buy Corona. Maybe they just Maybe don't they didn't like wait the beer. Wait till the end of the question. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Is it true that you won't buy Corona beer? Quote under any circumstances because of the coronavirus. <laughs> come on, man. We have made jokes as beer drinkers. Oh, I always thought the coronavirus was how you felt the day after drinking 18 Coronas at a Jimmy Buffett concert while wearing a coconut bra and a grass skirt. Yeah, that's the coronavirus, right? Drink that many of those bad boys. I prefer Landshark in that particular category. Rival to Corona. Uh, no, Corona beer, coronavirus, completely, entirely, absolutely, unrelated in every way, but 38% of Americans somehow think otherwise maybe i don't know that's really sad that's really sad to me remember darren 20 it only takes 26 percent of eligible american voters to elect a president what's the venn diagram there i i don't know <laughs> but i don't want any chunk of that 38 percent electing anybody to any political office and yet that's here we are in America in 2020. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the David Glenn Show. Gary wants in on college basketball. Brett is exercising his freedoms. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Brett in Waynesville, North Carolina, wants to take us toward football where the headlines right now, he's kind of going into the Wayback Machine, and that's okay, on Free For All Friday. But the headlines right now include 2,000-plus NFL players are voting on a new collective bargaining agreement some of the bigger names are voting no. Aaron Rodgers of the Packers, J.J. Watt of the Texans, Russell Wilson of the Seahawks, all have stated that publicly. But it sounds like even the executive director of the NFLPA, Damar Smith, thinks this is going to pass. What does that mean for you as a fan? Well, it's all good news unless you care about the nitty-gritty. If they signed this deal, and it could come as early as this weekend, you get 11 years of labor peace 
no strikes, no work stoppages. As long as they don't add some kind of an opt-out clause midstream, you go all the way through the year 2030 without worrying about billionaire owners and millionaire players arguing over the slice of the pie. You just get to watch your football. Now, if you're rooting for the players to get more or former players to get better health care, et cetera, well, then maybe you have a stake in that game. But I think most just want to watch. And they didn't like strikes in baseball, and they didn't like lockout in hockey, and they don't like it in any sport that they love. They just want to watch their games. That could be a huge headline of the weekend as, of course, the combine continues in Indianapolis. Brett in Waynesville, go ahead and steer our ship on Free For All Friday. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, uh, I'm a lifelong Steeler fan. I've been since the Immaculate Reception. And there's a story that ties into all the cheating going on and whatnot. The Steelers kept the only known tape film at the time of Stallworth in 74 from Alabama A&M. Uh, Bill Nunn was told to send it back so other teams could see it. Well, he didn't. They kept it, and they drafted uh, Stallworth. He makes the great catches in Super Bowl fourteen when the Steelers were behind, and Super Bowl thirteen he made two touchdown catches. I mean, people need to get over the cheating thing because did the Steelers cheat and went to Super Bowl? Well, uh, back up a little bit. The Steelers' worst thing in that scenario was what? Not share, sharing video? Yeah, it was the only known film of John Stauber from Alabama A&M. Bill Nunn, the great scout the Steelers had for 50 years, he uh, brought the Steelers to White White. Well, let, let me ask you this, Brett. If Do you see a difference between, say, you're driving 72 miles an hour in a 70-mile-per-hour uh, zone and you get pulled over for speeding, right? You were speeding 72 in a 70 versus some lunatic who's, like, driving on the shoulder of the road, zigzagging, cutting people off, risking people's lives. You're both speeding, right? But you wouldn't say that they're, you wouldn't equate those two things, would you? Not necessarily. I, I guess my point is just that with the Astros, with Sharapova retiring, and, you know, she was said that she did the golfer a couple of weeks ago, or it may have been last weekend. Yes. You know, she was caught Steelers, doping. He was ordered to send the tape back. No way Stallworth last past the fourth round. She was caught doping. And she suffered a year-plus-long suspension as a tennis superstar after getting caught doping. I guess my comeback would be smart people don't equate all, all of these things. That, that one example of speeding, we don't treat it the same way as the other example of speeding, although both are exceeding the speed limit, right? So, for example, the Houston Astros were told repeatedly and clearly that you can't use technology to steal signs. They did it anyway. They did it repeatedly. They got a competitive advantage. And on the 10-point scale of how bad was your cheating, I would say that attacks the integrity of the game, and that is not maybe a 10, but close to a 10. Maria Sharapova was using something legally for a long time, so if it wasn't banned, she still gets credit for those Grand Slam titles that she won by using a drug that at some point the tennis authorities decided, well, this is not legal anymore. And she was told about it, but she kept using it anyway. She said she had medical reasons to do so. 
I can't equate what the Astros did with what Sharapova did versus not sharing a video. Uh, I can't I can't see those things as the same. It's like have most human beings told a lie? Yes. But are most human beings pathological liars? No. And man, it scares me when people try to equate the two. Oh, he's he lies, but everybody lies. Well, no. Maybe somebody lies about how tasty grandma's cookies were because she doesn't want to hurt grandma's feelings. But if somebody else is lying about important things every single day and does so pathologically, you can live in a world where you say they're all liars and I can't tell the difference. But I don't think smart people live in that world when it comes to cheating in sports or lying in society or anything else like that. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Jordan Rodrigue, more football in about 60 minutes. She'll join us live from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Chris Spatola, third hour. It is a huge weekend in college basketball. In the Big East, for example, Seton Hall Marquette is a good one. Important to Steve Wojciechowski. He has another good team. Uh, with the Golden Eagles of Marquette. Texas visits Texas Tech. Shaka Smart and the Longhorns are on the wrong side of the bubble, somewhat like a Kevin Keats at NC State, but probably in lesser position than the Wolfpack right now. Penn State visits Iowa with both teams in the national top 25. Michigan State at Maryland, another Big Ten matchup, both teams in the national top 25. It's your 8 o'clock game tomorrow on ESPN. Michigan at Ohio State tends to come with big headlines in every sport, and those are just beyond our backyard. Florida State is at Clemson seeking an ACC title, or at least another step toward a regular season first place finish. And around here, you know the biggest games. Duke visits UVA. NC State hosts Pitt. There's a curiosity factor as Carolina visits Syracuse. The Tar Heels lost seven straight games, the worst in conference play losing streak since the ACC was created in the early 1950s. They finally bounce back and beat the Wolfpack. We'll see how they can handle the Orange up at the Dome. More on Duke at UVA, which is probably the ACC spotlight matchup of the weekend. If you are not quite right, or if you are, as Coach K said of the Blue Devils after the Wake Forest loss, showing youth too much, it's not the easiest place to go, Charlottesville, Virginia, to try to take out Tony Bennett's Cavaliers. More on that matchup with more of your phone calls next on the David Glenn Show. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Here's one more for the smartest audience in sports radio. Darren, have you seen this one? Rob wants in on football. Aaron wants in on <laughs> the coronavirus. Gary wants in on college basketball. Wade is in Four Oaks, North Carolina, and wants to steer our ship free-for-all Friday style as well. We have a lot of college hoops, a lot of NFL, some NBA, Major League Baseball, XFL, NHL. Big weekend for soccer fans as well. Did you know that Major League Soccer and its regular season begins tomorrow? There are two expansion franchises making their debuts this weekend, Nashville and Miami. 
It is now a 26-team league. Our friends at North Carolina FC, they open with a home match next Saturday. And our friends at the NWSL champion, North Carolina Courage, they open a little bit later than that, the superstars of the women's soccer world internationally. Remember that our state gets a major league soccer franchise. Panthers owner, David, Panthers owner David Tepper used his mega billions to draw an expansion franchise there. So it's Nashville and Miami making their debuts this weekend in a 26-team league. It'll be the uh, Charlotte still unnicknamed team a year from now that will finally bring Major League Soccer to a state that, of course, has had the NFL since the 90s has had the NBA since the end of the 80s, has had the NHL since the latter part of the 90s, still missing Major League Baseball. We've got NASCAR. We've got golf. We've got almost everything you'd want to have. MLS on the way, but again, that is one year from now as the MLS continues its expansion toward 30. Elsewhere in soccer, by the way, as we come back to your calls, heading into a weekend where college basketball is front and center, and the NFL, for different reasons, is as well. Do you know what El Clasico is, Darren? Are your international sports tidbits extensive enough to know what El Clasico is? Doesn't the language give it away a little bit? El Clasico? You would know. What was your second language? Spanish. All right. El Clasico. The classic. Is, it's got to be the classic. It's the classic. My second language <laughs> is French, and even I know that's got to be the classic. It is Real Madrid hosting Barcelona. Those two are the top two teams in La Liga this year. They have combined to win eight of the last nine La Liga championships. They're, they're two of the best soccer clubs in the entire world, not just in the Spanish league. They go head-to-head. -head. It's a rematch from earlier this year, kind of like when Duke and Carolina get together in men's basketball. Maybe not this season, but most seasons. They play each other twice, and it is one of the more celebrated matchups, in that case, of the soccer world. Wade is in Four Oaks, North Carolina. You are next up on Free For All Friday. Welcome to the program. I do have another, thank goodness we have a smart sports radio audience example, Darren. When Garth Brooks played a concert in Detroit recently, I am not making this up. This is not a punchline or a joke. He wore a jersey with the number 20 on the back and the name Sanders on the back. A Detroit Lions jersey. Ring a bell at all? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe one of the greatest running backs of all time, That's Barry correct. Sanders. All right. Here's the world we live in. The people in the Garth Brooks concert in Detroit, of course, got it. They understood. This was paying homage to one of the greatest running backs ever. The Garth Brooks concert travels the country, and it stopped in Detroit. And he's a football fan, and he was in Detroit, Darren. He was in Detroit. That's central to this story. So when he put on the Lions jersey, the fans got it. So they just appreciated a little bone being thrown to the local NFL team as Garth Brooks did his country music thing. Nobody in the house was confused that Garth Brooks was paying tribute to one of the great running backs in NFL history. When he posted the photo of him, and all the photo included was Garth Brooks from the back. Now, you could see it was the Lions color, colors. You could see that it was a football jersey, but that would require just using your brain a little bit. You could also see the number 20, and you could see the last name Sanders, all right? On Instagram, after, again, all the concert goers were in on it, and they understood it, and there was no fracas, and there was no anger, 
And there was no pushback. What happened when Garth Brooks put that photo on his Instagram account? Let's see. 20 was not interpreted as Barry Sanders' uniform number. It was interpreted as 2020. And the name Sanders was not interpreted as Lions legend Barry Sanders, but a politician named Bernie Sanders, who may be running for a political office here in 2020. I think you know this about me, Darren. We have a hard enough time getting along as human beings when we actually understand what the other is saying, right? How much anger and hatred could we avoid if people would just rub two or three brain cells together? And like the concert goers, in on the joke and the tribute, instead of angrily, hatefully, vitriolically overreacting because you thought Garth Brooks was making a political statement, some in a way that they loved, as they shared on Instagram in the comment section, some in a way that they hated, as they included with a lot of capital letters and exclamation points and other things that two-year-old tyrants like to use when they get upset. That's the world we're living in. How much energy is left to discuss things that are actually happening? If you're reacting to things that were never said and actions that were never taken because you're unwilling or too lazy or too ignorant to figure out whether that is myth or reality. Man, we live in a strange world. Hashtag 2020, 1-800-849-2761. Wade, thank you for hanging in there. You're next on The David Glenn Show. Hey, Wade, what's going on? Hi, oh, hey, David. How you doing? Doing great. What's on your mind? Well, I was kind of asking more of an opinion. I'm a Wolfpack fan, and I listen to your show all the time. I love the shows. And so Kevin Keith, when he first came to our to our team and started coaching, I like Kevin a lot. But he um, he was really energetic about how our team was going to be in better shape than all the other teams. And the first year when he came in, of course, the team, they, they weren't expecting to go to the NCAA. He got them there. So everybody was so excited. You haven't heard anything about him in, in that part um, of our team since then. And I'm just wondering, do you think he's gotten more relaxed on how he pushes the team? No, the no. I do think it's fair to say that all three of his years have been near the NCAA tournament bubble. So it's not like we have any kind of a downward trend here. It's going to feel that way if the Wolfpack misses the big dance. Well, you know what the narrative is going to be. Kevin Keats made it, maybe even overachieving, to be a nine seed in his first year, making the big dance. That's the ultimate litmus test in college basketball. We all know it. As Coach K often says, man, I'm not judged by whether I finished in first place in the regular season. I am judged by championships and Final Fours and, yes, ACC tournament titles, but other forms of March success. But to to even as a starting point, you got to make the big dance, right? So Kevin Keats made it in year one, barely missed it in year two, and here we are on the bubble in year three. When If he makes it this year, he's going to be able to say, I've made it twice in my three years here, and I have a great recruiting class coming in. If you don't follow recruiting, there's an in-state guy named Josh Hall and an in-state point guard named Cam Hayes. They're both four-star players. They're both ACC caliber players. Wolfpack fans are going to love him. So he has a good recruiting class coming in. You go to two tournaments in your first three years and bring in a good recruiting class, that's going to be a success story. So I don't think we can declare a verdict on this season, year three under Kevin Keats. And moving, looking forward, I think they're better than Pitt, and I think they're going to win tomorrow. I know they're better than Wake Forest, and I think they're going to win next weekend. 
I don't think they'll go to Duke and sweep the Blue Devils, right? But if you do that, you win two of your next three, you go to Greensboro, you're going to be right squarely on the NCAA tournament bubble. You can't lay an egg out in Greensboro. You're going to be facing an inferior opponent in your first matchup. Obviously, State gets to miss Tuesday, but we'll have to play Wednesday. Uh, we already know the four teams that are going to be in the double buys. That's already been settled even with a week and a half to play. Duke, Louisville, Florida State, and UVA in whatever order. They get the double buys. So the Wolfpack will have to beat somebody on Wednesday. And then obviously if you beat a better opponent on Thursday, you're just polishing your resume that much more. But I, I don't sense any, you know, taking his foot off the pedal. I don't sense any relaxation. I, I think he has one of the most complicated players in the ACC in Markel Johnson, his senior point guard. And I don't think that it is mere coincidence that of the guys who play for the pack, of the rotation players, Markel Johnson is the only one who was not recruited and signed by Kevin Keats. Every other dude who plays, you know, you get to know each other on the recruiting trail, you sign, you develop, et cetera. You inherit a person that you didn't sign up for, right, in this, in this other circumstance. If you're Markel Johnson, you didn't sign to play for Kevin Keats. Now, you got him because Mark Gottfried was shown the door. And if you're Kevin Keats, you didn't recruit Markel Johnson. You didn't identify him and say, oh, that guy is a perfect fit for my system. I love his skill set. I love his mentality. No. With the other players, Kevin Keats went out and got, you know, Jericho Helms and Devin Daniels as a transfer and DJ Funderburk. Those are Keats guys. So it's not unusual for the coach who didn't sign, sign that player or the player who didn't sign with that coach to have kind of a little bit of a roller coaster relationship. And if one of your most talented players, probably the most talented, Devin Daniels, most consistent Wolfpack player. DJ Funderburk, probably highest end player consistently. Markel Johnson's probably the most talented guy in that rotation. And he's been up and down far more than seniors are supposed to be up and down. Kevin Keats has not failed to solve that riddle through lack of trying. I mean, he's shared a lot with us about trying to manage Markel Johnson best he can. The reality is when Markel is right, State can put up wins like beating Duke by 22, by beating Wisconsin earlier this year. Who, who goes to UVA and goes to Syracuse and comes back 2-0 in those two games? Not many. And the Wolfpack did that with Markel Johnson under Kevin Keats, right? The right Markel brings out that better Wolfpack, and they can beat anybody, including Duke. The wrong Markel is a symbol for how the Wolfpack while five and three in their quad one games, their toughest games, can also lay eggs and get swept by the last place Tar Heels. That's just the state of affairs, I think, right now for NC State basketball. And we all know, man, whether you get on the right side of the bubble or not, people don't care later whether you deserved it, were you close. Nobody remembers how close the pack was to the bubble two years ago, do you? No, they were a nine seed, which means they didn't barely make it. They made it by a little bit. Do you really remember all the details from one year ago when the Wolfpack barely missed it? Most people only remember whether you made it or not and what you did once you got there. And if Kevin Keats gets to two out of three NCAA tournaments, all these other second-guessing things are going to go away. If he was in year seven or even five or nine, there would be more second-guessing. If you get to the big dance in two of your first three years – after a Mark Gottfried era that was stained by scandal and, you know, they have a losing record when they have an NBA lottery pick like Dennis Smith Jr. and get in trouble with the NCAA. 
given that backdrop, two out of three NCAA tournament trips would be one heck of a step in the right direction. Gary and Wilson, Aaron and Lillington, Frank and Wilmington, you're going to be next on the David Glenn Show. Gary Player joining us. This morning I did 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment and God bless America. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. to the David Glenn Show, an actual NFL combine question. Would you, this is the prospect on the receiving end from a question put forth by an NFL team, would you wash a veteran's car once a week? And that's all they say. They don't give you any other details. They're trying to test something, your manhood, your defiance, your toughness. Critical thinking. Your pliability. Well, you know what I would say to most of these things. It's a fallback to what got me through law school. First two words, it depends. <laughs> what it are the de- circumstances under which I am watching this person's car? Right? And I'm, by the end of that conversation, I'm going to be smarter than the NFL scout that asked me that question. I'm sure there might be a circumstance where a veteran does get me to wash his car once a week. What if he does my laundry once a week and he has a nice big house and I'm living in an apartment because I'm only a rookie or whatever and I don't have my feet quite under me just yet. What if his wife or he is a great cook and I'm allowed to come over for dinner every single night of the week? All of a sudden, washing his car weekly sounds like a great idea. I think the purpose of the question is some kind of, you know, testosterone test, locker room toughness, I don't back down from nobody under any circumstances, period. I don't know exactly what they're looking for, but I can make an argument that, yes, there are some examples where perhaps, perhaps, washing the veteran's car once a week would be not only the wise thing to do, it would be the team first thing to do, And then I would have that many more great meals and good company in the process. Would you be bothered? This also happened. Would you be bothered if somebody who is slotted in the first round of this year's NFL draft, two months from now, would you be bothered if he, A, had 37 parking tickets while a college football player, and B, only learned of the 37 tickets while being asked by the media at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. He was he was so clueless that he just assumed that the school took all the money for the tickets out of his regular stipend and that that's why he never knew about it, thought about it, and I guess didn't have to worry about, you know, the next 30 after he got the first seven. Back to your free-for-all Friday phone calls, 1-800-849-2761. Next. Kurt Busch is joining us, 38-year-old champion of the Daytona 500. I went out with Gronk last night after uh, after we won the race. Did you really? It was fun. Got about an hour's sleep. I asked him, I go, hey, when do you have to report to training camp? He goes, July. I said, well, we can't be friends because i got to go back to racing. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show.